This week on Reverse the Post Dot Regain, we are discussing identifying old habits if and when they do creep back in after surgery. Now, no matter how far you are post-surgery, these old habits that might have caused the excess weight in the first place may come back at any time. They're often triggered by stress or life changes or something that's beyond your control and your ability to cope with that is to go back to these old habits that you previously engaged in. Today, we will discuss what are these habits I'm talking about and how to identify then rectify them as soon as possible so it doesn't impact your weight regain. Let's get started. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Saraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. Some of the old habits that I see creeping back in years after the surgery often have to do with managing stress in the environment that they're currently in. So it may be a fact of increasing their alcohol intake. I often see people starting to drink carbonated drinks and actually replacing proper meals for these fizzy drinks. They also do this with coffee or tea. And because you feel full drinking this liquid, you inherently don't eat a nutritious meal. I also noticed that people who prior to surgery didn't prioritize eating and tended to skip meals all day and then used to engage in nighttime eating, which is where you eat essentially your entire calories worth of food at the end of the day before you go to bed. That's what we call nighttime eating or eating when you wake up in the middle of the night. This is what happens when you don't eat properly throughout the day. I also see people graze. And grazing is also known as binge eating after the surgery because it's a way for you to get in a significant amount of food without feeling that overfull feeling that you typically get with binge eating prior to surgery. So overall, the main habits that do pop up after the surgery are one, not prioritizing meals and drinking instead of eating or skipping meals all day because you're too busy and then eating them late at night. Second is increasing alcohol or carbonated drinks, and both of these can reduce your overall nutrition by increasing the calorie intake and also reducing the availability of good food. Lack of physical activity is also an old habit that creeps back in, so you might have been going to the gym really well or walking really well for the first year or two after your surgery, and then something happened, you might have hurt yourself, injured, or stress took over, or work stress, and you just aren't as active as you used to. And ultimately, these old habits then increase the risk of weight regain because this may have been what caused the weight to go in in the first place. So it is really important that you identify your old habits if and when they do occur and come up with some strategies to reduce the risk of it impacting your weight. Often this happens around about three to five years post-op. The initial post-op period has now ended. Your hunger may increase around this time as well, and your portion sizes may increase as well. Now, this can be a perfect storm and throw in maybe a pregnancy or maybe a change of work or moving house or a breakdown of a relationship. All of these factors would increase the risk of it being a perfect storm 
So not only is the person struggling with the hunger post-surgery and the increased portion sizes, but then there's this other external stress that is then affecting their ability to really refocus and get back to what they need to do to nourish themselves post-surgery. I thought it would be good to give you an example of what I see in practice. So I have this woman who has recently divorced from her partner and she hasn't been eating well from the get-go since her surgery. And it's to do with stress and the lack of ability to put herself first and nourish her body, which ultimately will be her downfall in the future should she continue on this path. So something that I've noticed in this particular person's food diary is that they wouldn't eat all day and then they would eat a large amount of calories at nighttime once the child has gone to sleep. Now, this is a typical pattern for mothers, and I'm not talking just, you know, surgery patients. This also happens in the community in people who are mothers without surgery. It's common for mothers to not put themselves first. And what will happen in the long term is if this constant inadequate protein intake and grazing on snacks throughout the day or just grazing on tea or coffee to keep yourself full and eating a large amount of calories after dinner will ultimately put the weight back on because you aren't reaching your protein intake, you aren't eating the right balance of nutrients and it's not being spaced over the day. The body is then chronically stressed. So the stress comes from low energy availability throughout the day. The body's running on empty for most of the day. Cortisol would be high. There would also be no physical activity in this person's day because there's just no time to. And furthering that comment of no physical activity would mean that there's no stress relief. So no cortisol will come down. All these stresses are what we call internal stresses or stresses of the person. Then you've got external stresses. So the stresses of the relationship breakdown, stresses of house and finances and mortgage and commuting to and from work, picking up the children to and from work. All of these are external stresses that sometimes have other factors that are beyond our control. So cortisol is high in people like this, and it will ultimately in the long term increase the risk of weight regain because you're not able to focus on nourishing your body If you resonate with this story and if you do resonate with any of these old habits, please be aware that this episode will go through some difficult topics where you will need to reflect and decide on changes that need to be made in your own life. To help you work through managing these old habits, I have five strategies for you today for you to start working on. So number one is acknowledge the occurrence of the old habit creeping back in. We don't know what we need to change unless we are aware of it. So if any of these old habits that we've discussed already are creeping back in, first acknowledge it, maybe write it down, then start to create a plan that will help support changes to reduce the risk of this old habit, increasing your weight regain risk later on. Number two, I would encourage you to make time and plan what you are going to eat. So a lot of these habits, apart from the alcohol intake, are down to inadequate planning and preparation of food. So have an idea of what you're going to eat for breakfast, what you are going to eat for snacks, for lunch and for afternoon tea and dinner. Aim to eat every three to four hours and do not go over five hours between meals. Coffee and tea aren't meals unless you are making it yourself, which is a full cup of milk or from a cafe or a shop. That's fine as a morning tea, but it's not lunch and it's not breakfast. So make sure that your foods are nourishing where you have half the plate a protein source, the other half the plate vegetables or a fruit source and a small portion of low GI carbohydrates. I also would encourage you not only to know what you're going to eat, but to know what times you are going to eat. So it's all well and good 
to have this all planned out and write down in a pretty planner. But if you are busy and slammed at work and the reminder comes up to have morning tea and you ignore it, it's not doing you any good. So try to create some plans and strategies in place so that you can actually stop, have morning tea when it is time for morning tea and then proceed back to the task. You should notice that increasing your intake throughout the day, eating a regular amount of protein and eating more consistently will give you more energy and ability to function optimally at work itself. So it's a win-win in both scenarios. It would then also stop you from night eating and stress eating later on in the day. So protein at each meal and trying to make sure you are having those regular meals will ultimately support a lot of these old habits that creep back in. Number three is to, so that was number three is to actually action it. Number four is to reflect. Reflect at the end of each day and see how you went. Give yourself a score. What could you improve on for the upcoming day? What do you need to reflect on that didn't really work so well so you can then do step five, which is refining. So try to do something different the next day. If it didn't work that day, try to make sure you're always constantly improving and then you'll find your groove in this old habits will ultimately disappear because you are prioritizing yourself and you are putting yourself first. In terms of alcohol, setting personal boundaries around alcohol, if this is one of the old habits that are creeping back in, or if you are struggling with something we call transfer addiction, where you have an excessively increased alcohol intake and you can't stop drinking, I would encourage you to listen to the episode I did on transfer addiction so you can find out more about it and where you can seek support. The final old habit that I do see often is lack of physical activity. So as with making sure that you're having time to eat, make sure you have time to move your body. Try and make it easy for yourself. Even if you just do two sessions of resistance training on a Saturday and Sunday when you're not at work, at least that's better than nothing. Try to be more incidental in your movement throughout the day. Try to take the stairs instead of taking the elevator. All of these little things do add up. So ultimately you are making it a priority. And as time goes on, you'll start to want to move your body more where you will start to go out for those 30 minute walks or you will be able to do some sort of movement every single day. Ultimately, with any of these habits, it comes down to you acknowledging that there is an occurrence of the old habit and it needs to change. Number two, you need to make time and create a plan on how you're going to change that habit. Number three is action that plan and implement it so that you can see the changes and see how they go. Number four is reflecting on those changes and how you can improve them the next time by refining it. So pay close attention to your energy levels, your sleep, your concentration, your ability to get through the day with ease, your mental clarity. All of these little things do add up and will inform your decision on how to change for the next goal. Now, if you need further support with this, I do have one-on-one appointments available. So shoot me an email or contact me on Instagram and we can set that up for you. As always, thank you for listening to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'll leave you with this. Old habits do and will come back after weight loss surgery. It depends on when for each individual person, but you are in control. If you acknowledge the old habit, if you make a plan and strategy to minimize the risk of it, increasing the risk of weight regain, it's all in your court. I hope that helps validate the experience of old habits creeping back in. I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. 
If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at the Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au. I reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time. 